0: ferrario and tanner hendrickson i'm brandon kiley it's bk and ferrario here on 101 espn it is the blues offseason it's the nhl offseason for just about every team other than florida and vegas but there's a lot of news that is taking place right now and we go to the 101 espn hotline to break it all down right now with the voice of the blues chris kerber joining us here on the show kerbs we appreciate the time as always man how you doing today BK doing well. Yeah, there is a ton of news going on around the league, isn't there? Yeah, there is. And I just wanted to start with the news that Brad Tree Living is going to be the next general manager up in Toronto, Curbs. Uh, I find it to be fascinating because he finds himself with Toronto basically in the exact same spot that he was at or in at this point last year with Calgary, where he's having to determine, all right, what is my future with a star forward? And last year with Matthew Kachuk and this time with the core four forwards that they've got up there in Toronto, how, what did you think of the higher? What do you think his higher means for that group of forwards?
1: Well, one more unique similarity too, is that star forward happens to be an American forward playing in a Canadian city. So, um, you know what, that that'll be an interesting process to go through. I want, I do wonder if in some way, shape or form that helped play a role in the decision-making of the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Brad Trey living is a terrific guy. the uh, a, a nice guy. He was in a pretty untenable situation. The one was uncontrollably with Johnny Gaudreau, um, he was very upfront, and, and Matthew Kachuk was up front and open with him. And I mean, and he ends up getting Jonathan Huberdo and Mackenzie Weger for, and he did a good job with that trade. So the only difference is, is, you know, look, every general manager has to answer to somebody it's for Doug Armstrong. It's Tom Stillman and Tom's ownership group uh, in, in Toronto. It was Brendan Shanahan and, and Toronto's group. So, uh, but there's one more layer that Trey living has to deal with in this case. And, It'll be interesting to see how that works out. But uh, they needed an experienced general manager there in Toronto to replace Kyle Dubas. And uh, they definitely got one in Trey Living who's got tremendous uh, credibility around the league
2: curbs we've spent a lot of time kind of looking at the options for doug armstrong if he does look for a hockey trade this offseason and you know it started with teams like the rangers in tampa and then calgary comes into the conversation and now you've got toronto in the conversation from from your perspective what team intrigues you most in terms of a potential hockey trade with st louis
1: i've i've probably been in a window believe it or not of about Six years where I thought Toronto and Edmonton had pieces the Blues could use and vice versa. I still kind of believe that. Um, but having not delved into it, you know, a whole lot more than that, um, in, t- in terms of who's available, the, the biggest key is once they know for sure if they do, and they will talk to Doug Armstrong on Friday, but, um, you know, that, that the cap isn't going to go up, you're going to find somebody uh, that, you know, can't handle things because of the cap. The one team I will throw out there and add to you there, Alex, uh, in 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 this situation uh, for me m- might be. I'm just going to lob. The, I'm and I'm making this can I very guess? clear. I am throwing. I'm throwing noodles at a wall here. Right. Oh, that's how I check my but macaroni's am, done. Can,
0: can we guess curbs? Because I think I know where you're going with this. Yeah, go ahead. Guess Carolina. Mine's Carol. Oh yeah.
1: No, I was going Arizona.
2: Damn.
1: Oh. Interesting. Okay. Okay. G- just, keep like, going. Tell it, me more. Here's guys. Here's why. Um, I'm, I this is a situation that hasn't gotten a lot of attention because of all the other news that's out there, but I really do believe that at some point in time here, the players association is going to be playing a role in what's going on with the Arizona coyotes, whether it be the quality of the stadium that they're in, something along those kind of lines. Right. And I'm convinced like I, I'm not sure that even current players that are under contract to Arizona might not just hold out of their contract and say, I'm not going back. Whoa. Right. Wow. Or if you, if you're, I'm, I'm saying now, again, I'm, I'm reading tea leaves and putting a little experience into this, but you know, I, I believe some guys in Arizona could start to demand trades. Um, and, and all this could play into this because if you read the, the tea leaves and where the rumors are with the Arizona coyotes, they, that could be anywhere from. A- oh man. He was getting to the, is it Houston, oh, Kansas city? And you put, sorry, guys, and, and you put all this together. Uh, and I think it just creates a ton of questions, an absolute ton of questions when it comes to the, the, the future of that franchise. So, there, there's some things that need to be shaken out there. So I do wonder if at some point in time there ends up being some trade requests coming out of Arizona. Chris
0: Kerber's our guest. He's the voice of the Blues here on 101 ESPN. Kerber, there's a, there's a gentleman on the, uh, on the Arizona Coyotes that's, I don't know if you're aware of this, but from St. Louis. His name is uh, Clayton Keller. He's a center. Yeah. He's very good. He scored a bunch of goals last year, had 85 points for them is that somebody that as you're saying what you're talking about like you think to yourself hey man that guy would look good in a note uniform if possible
1: i think Clayton Keller coming off of that uh, leg injury had really had a terrific season and i and i think he grew a lot um i i think he clearly is my only hesitation in something like that you know is the blues have I shouldn't say to have that kind of player when we're talking about that kind of skill, because you want as much skill, guys, as you can. But if you look at the size of, you know, of of the players that they acquired, you know, with with Kapanen or Veron, or you look at Thomas, and I think they need more grit up front. They really do. It might be more somebody like a Lawson Kraus, um, if, if you allowed the name out there. Somebody that's just got a little more sandpaper to them to round out this team. But, look, yeah, if a guy like a Clayton Keller becomes available, you absolutely make the call. You absolutely make the ask. You see if the deal is worthwhile and if it fits your your thing. But I just that whole scenario down there is crazy, and then the lunacy of the owner's son tweeting out like. You know, hey, if we get twenty thousand likes on this post, I'll shout, oh, we'll, we'll tell you what our arena plans are. <laughs> and then it's a Justin Bieber hoax. Like, I
0: mean, that was the owner's son, guys. Yeah, their social media a, directors going back and forth with a bunch of
1: people too. It's been a a gong show. It's, it's brutal. It, it's a gong show, and yeah, and and I and I really do wonder at some point in time when the players' association starts to step in because, like, hey, if you're one of those draft picks for the Arizona Coyotes and they've had some high ones, right, or they have a real some really high ones coming up. You get drafted by the Coyotes. You're a college player. You're Logan Cooley. I don't know that Logan Cooley has signed his entry-level deal yet. I'd have to check that. I don't think so he let's has. Just, let's, say, let's say for the sake of this argument he has not signed it, right? Do you oh, want to yeah. just stay in college another year, maybe two, become an unrestricted free agent, and then you pick where you go? Or do you sign, and then you don't have a clue where you're going to end up playing over the next couple of years? I mean, it's really a fascinating uh, sports story that's, Not getting a whole lot of pub just yet.
2: Yeah, no, Logan Cooley has not signed yet, Curbs. I think he even said that he was committing to another year at Minnesota.
1: Oh, man, there's no way I'm coming out right now if I'm a Coyotes draft pick. Yep, I'm with you. Curb, speaking of
2: draft picks, this was a conversation that BK and I had uh, yesterday, and I'm curious your thoughts. The Blues obviously hold three picks. They've got the 10th overall pick, and now that Dallas is done, you know kind of where their other two picks fall in the draft. Could you see a scenario where the Blues trade into the top five? Because San Jose, uh, their general manager Mike Greer said yesterday that there's a chance that they could trade out of number 4.
1: Uh, Yes. Simply put, yes. I can, I, I believe with the capital that Doug Armstrong has, of his three first round picks, I don't believe we have a second round pick at the moment, but we have a third round. Got a couple. Next uh, I believe year with the curbs Now that's my point. I, with the capital you have this year and next year, depending on where a general manager sees his rebuild and what's available, and the key here is, and again, I had a conversation with somebody in hockey ops about a week ago uh, that, that was just looking at a ton of video. And the, the depth that teams are saying are available in this draft, the different types of players, is one of the deepest drafts we've seen in a long time. So if a team says, look, maybe my number one choice isn't available at four, but my second or third choice I'm just as good with, and I could get them at 10, and I could get more capital for it, I'll make that trade, absolutely. And if that general manager is in, say, a longer rebuild mode than Doug Armstrong, if Doug Armstrong sees someone that could impact them sooner, I absolutely see all of those scenarios available to Doug because for the first time he has capital and it's big guys. And it, it's not just the draft picks. I mean, he has he has young players that, that, that can be part of that process as well. And don't forget, he's he's never been shy of trading a younger player for a, a player that's got a few more years and speeding up that development process. So, yeah, listen, I think that's one of the exciting things about what Doug Armstrong has facing in front of him because he has those options now at his disposal.
0: Curbs. If you haven't looked up this six, 200 pound Leo Carlson,
1: oh boy, go, go ahead and I look know. into
0: him, look into him uh, and then say
1: to yourself,
2: I could see that guy being a blue. Swearing wearing that blue note looks good.
1: Yeah. I could see, I could see several of them being a blue. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. You I know that, that would be pretty it. cool. I mean, but listen, I, I'm going to say this is, I got to give Blues fans real quickly here just a ton of credit because in all fairness, like, if, if you look what Vegas is doing and how they've retooled some things, I think it's a fair question to say, were the Blues aggressive enough in keeping, you know, some of their core pieces together, a decision or two away that might have tweaked things differently, you know? And and, and again, the hindsight's twenty twenty on that. But the Blues have put together a, a hell of a good run here. Where I'm giving Blues fans a ton of credit is the number of times I'm stopped. this. I, just, I was had some blood drawn the other day, and a fan just stopped me in the doctor's office and said, man, he goes, it's a bummer what happened this year, but Army's got some options. We're looking forward to the offseason. Like, I think Blues fans really understand exactly where this team is. They know that the cupboard isn't empty. They know that it may take a year or two to really kind of get back on track, but they're excited for what the future holds. They know you got Thomas Cairo in this still a Bennington and a core that's that's there and um I just I'm really impressed with kind of the almost educated less uh less fanatical approach that Blues fans have to this offseason. It, it's been awesome discussions everywhere you turn.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a smart fan base and curbs. I think the moves that they made at the deadline actually make this offseason even oh, more yeah. compelling because of what, what they were able to do with the buyouts or the the trade deadline waiver wire claims with Kapanen and Verona and then what now they are able to do potentially to get that third line center to see if maybe they want to move up into the draft. They're, they're going to be involved in every conversation. A- any conversation that takes place this offseason is uh, St. Louis is at least going to have a con, a seat at the table, and that makes it a really compelling offseason for sure. Carbs, we appreciate the time, and we'll certainly be having all of these discussions with you as we get closer to the NHL draft. We'll talk with you again next week.
1: All right, have an awesome week, fellas.